1: In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blue moon. Welcome to the Man City Show. It's Nigel Rothman back in the chair. No smart, clever introductions this week. We haven't got time. We've got too much to discuss. So it's straight into the introductions. A very warm welcome to John Stapleton. Good to see you. Uh, to Lisa Rubinovitz. Hello. And to Paul Denby. Hi there. Uh, Listen, let's start at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. A familiar picture. City dominated possession. Had a penalty saved. Hit the woodwork twice. VAR was involved. We go down to ten men. The opposition score two goals from three shots. What a bizarre game of football, John. How do you you even begin to sum it up?
1: No more bizarre, really, than the uh, game against United in the Carabao Cup. I mean, almost a carbon copy in many respects. City uh, totally in, in command, or so you thought. Uh, possession very much in, in our favor uh, the opposition have won two attacks on goal and score in this case two goals in the last case one goal uh, i i've given up trying to fathom this i mean it's absolutely staggering to me the same bunch of players possibly arguably at least best squad in in europe certainly the best squad in the premier league and i include liverpool in that analysis uh who've suddenly gone off the boil for some reason or other Tippy tappy football in front of the goal. Uh, I, you know, I see them do one touch too many. Once again, I'm going to kick the wall. You know, uh, can't take corners, can't take penalties, um, and and are defensively inept. Uh, is that a good starter? It's harsh, you,
0: because some people would argue, hold on a minute, we're second in the Premier League, we're in a cup final, we've uh, you know, still got the best manager in the world, he's not gone off the boil, but we may come on to that, in fact we will. So it's, it all is not wrong, is it Paul, or is it? It's very bizarre this
2: season that we are still the top scorers in Europe, Exactly. and yet we are, I don't know what's happened in front of goal, the number of clear-cut, relatively easy chances that we are missing is bizarre. I just saw the statistics of the game against Tottenham, both here and at the Etihad. They had five shots, scored four goals. We had 45 shots and scored two goals. It's most incredible. I've never seen City play like this, except the the game against United last week, then Tottenham, two games on the run, where we failed to score. I'm surprised you invited me back after my predictions of last week, where I said we'd score at least one goal, if not more, against United. And then the same against Tottenham. It's just... I can't fathom it. I really can't. There's one player who should be dropped, though, and
0: maybe we'll come on to that, is I don't know what Raheem Sterling is doing in the team at the moment. Yes, he's certainly having a rough time and uh, we will come back to that uh, Lisa, your thoughts on, on the, we will talk about the game in midweek that uh, meant we went through to another cup final which we should celebrate you miserable lot uh, Lisa, um, I'm sure you'll give us light and, oh, a, yeah. and, and joy and, and, and a bundle of energy as you always are give us your positive reflections on that game against Spurs no, give us your reflections on that game <laughs> against Spurs I
3: don't have any positive reflections there's I, a surprise now that's mean <laughs> Um, I I don't really, I can't understand, I just can't understand it, I haven't got an answer for it, which is I think what the problem is, because we are creating the chances, but that's not good enough, if you don't score a goal it doesn't matter how many chances you create, you've got this whole two sh- um, three shots, two goals thing I don't want to go on about this too much, but this used to be levelled at Bravo as if it was always his fault when we conceded. And I always used to say it was much more about the fact we weren't converting our possession and chances. And I, and this is a really good example of it. I know that Edison is a better keeper than Bravo, but when you, when you dominate a game but don't score a goal, of course the opposition are going to have fewer chances. Of course it's only going to be two or three, but they're burying them and we're not. And... It's not even just missing chances. It's it's making the most bizarre decisions in front of goal, it, and then the, the corner. I mean, we we are shocking at corners, but the, we really excelled ourselves yes yesterday with with the uh, one that led to Zinchenko being sent off essentially, and and penalties. I mean, I still think Gundogan is a better bet than the previous people who've been taking them, but but. You have to ask the question why we have. I don't, and I don't know the stats. Maybe Paul can help here. But we we have missed a lot of penalties this season, and probably for. The past few seasons, I just it's just it is bizarre, and and I don't. I, yes, we are defensively nowhere near as good as we were, but this is much much more about not capitalising.
0: It's interesting, John. On the way back from the stadium t- to the station, I overheard a father and son talking, and and they came from this exact position. One was saying, mm. "We're not converting our chances, uh, we're not scoring the goals when we should," and the and the son, that was the father, and the son was saying, "We're defensively inept," mm. and this was this ridiculous conversation. And the two of them were passionate about each, each of their arguments. But they're both right. Well, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and what, so, so what, what, what's got, what's gone wrong? Because Paul has said quite rightly, we're still scored more goals than any other team in Europe. I, and I, yet we're sitting here complaining the fact we can't put the ball. in the back I of don't
1: understand it. And it, the easy thing is to blame the manager. I don't think, you know, at the end of the day, it's 11 mm-hmm. players on the pitch who deliver or don't deliver. And they haven't delivered for some, or they've not delivered sufficiently well for some time now. Uh, Raheem Sterling was mentioned. I, I'm, I'm so hesitant to criticise Raheem Sterling because he's had so much flack, particularly from my industry and a lot of it unjustified in the past. But I have to say, I can't remember Raheem playing well uh, since before christmas to be, to be quite honest with you, not at his sparkling best he's a usually talented player obviously a lovely guy uh, but he's having a very bad run for some reason or other some people link it to the departure of, of arteta i don't i don't know enough about it to make any comment on that something's gone wrong he is he's lost confidence someone told me that time is his worst enemy uh, an ex-professional told me times rahim's worst enemy i think there's some truth in that if he's got time to think about it he can almost guarantee he'll screw it up uh, uh, if he acts on impulse he, he, he you know he, he succeeds. But it's not just him, for heaven's sake, it's not just him. I mean defensively, that the lad who I can't remember if it's the dad or the lad who said defensively we're in it. we are I mean, you know, two attacks on goal and, and teams get two goals. Yeah, two two shots on goal, and they get two goals. We have you know double figures attempts on goals, and don't
0: get any. Paul, can I just pick up this issue on on Sterling and and, and tackle this now? It wasn't that long ago he was being sort of hailed as the greatest footballer on the planet, and suddenly we're now saying he should be dropped. What, what what's gone wrong here? I think it's
2: psychological. It's in his head. His last good game that I recall was actually Anfield when he had a very very good game. Then he had that spat with Gomez. That carried on into England camp, and since then, it's just not performed. So, if you want to trace it all the way back, as far as I can see, the first 10, 12 games till we played Liverpool, he was very good. He was having a fantastic season, and as you quite rightly said, was touted as being footballer of the year or one of the best in Europe at the time. Now, uh, I think maybe we're frightened, or Pep is frightened to drop him because it damages confidence even more. But to be quite honest, he needs to rest from football. He could have quite easily have played uh, Bernardo Silva on the other side, let Sterling stay on the bench. Uh, his, his decision making is poor he's not the only one I agree with John he's not the only one whose decision making is poor but if we're talking about Raheem at the moment he needs a break from football and he needs somebody to talk to him Pep whoever is in the backroom staff because he must have others more than just Pep to, set, to bring back his confidence if he gets his confidence back the talent
0: is still there but it's not played at the moment because when you look at the bench we've certainly got options haven't we we've got, we've got depth in, in those areas it's not as if it's the fullback situation which we'll maybe come back to in a moment but the, there are options we have both silvers on the bench Foden wasn't playing there's plenty of other people who, who we could bring on and, and move things around surely
3: yeah easily and, and I, I agree with Paul I think there is a chance he's not dropping him because of, he's worried about his confidence but I also agree that I think this stems from the Gomez incident. It certainly looks like it. Um, This was happening way before Otata left. Um, And I also think he had got... And I think in the previous few seasons, I would say the whole thing about time being his enemy was true, but I think he'd got rid of that at the beginning of this season. Mm -hmm. I think that was... And probably towards the end of last season as well. I think he'd really... Because he'd admitted it in some interviews as well. He said he knew that once, once he had time to think about things, that's when he he was struggling. And I think he'd, he'd got that out of his game, but now it seems to have crept back in. And I think it, there is something going on with him um, psychologically. But, I mean, I'm astonished that they wouldn't have already had someone talking to him about it. That's what I don't understand. And perhaps that's the message is, we're talking to him, you need to keep playing him. I don't know. We don't know that. But it does look odd because other players not offering what he should be offering would probably be on the bench at the moment
0: let's move away from individuals to the game itself john you, you were there as, as you often are home and away uh, let's talk about the penalties uh, first of all um we've kind of done the city's dominance we've done the fact that we, we 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 seem to want to walk the ball in at the moment and we concede too easily but let's just talk about the penalty incidents first and your, your view and your thoughts on uh, <laughs> the one that was given albeit 37 minutes after it should have been or yes. however long it well, was I, and I, brings know, var into it as well which i know we you, like to talk about
1: you know my var views <laughs> uh, I, i've said so far that i thought i thought that in prin- principle it was a great idea the application was terrible i've now come around to the view it should be abandoned
3: I, I mean, that well, was,
1: Welcome to the club, John. Thank you. Well, that was just... I mean, it, it hadn't been so... No, tragic's the wrong word. It wasn't tragic, tragedy. But it, had, it been, had it not been so ridiculous, it would have been... Well, it was ridiculous. And it was, it was almost hilarious, actually. You know, we'd all forgotten about it. I, even I'd forgotten about it. It was clearly pulled down, but that's, you know, they, it, they got away with Well, let's carry on with the game. And then it seemed like five minutes later, I'm told it was two, but it seemed an eternity to me. We'd, we're told it was a penalty. And it was a perfectly justified penalty. The the penalty is taken. It should have been retaken because the goalkeeper was clearly off his line, apart from everything else. That doesn't seem to come into the reckoning with VNR, VAR anymore.
0: Well, VAR, just to be clear, VAR can't judge that. That is not part of the remit of oh, VAR. Oh, really? Just, just to be kind of with me, pedantic hat on. You don't understand why. Well, well, no, whether why it's, it's There's all sorts of laws that oh, we wouldn't... It, had, it, well, let me just explain. So there are certain things that VAR can legislate against. It is the on-field assistant referee on the line who actually judges whether the goalkeeper was off the line again so that, that's just okay. the way it is well we can disagree with All it right. and i, 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 the I agree wrong with target. your point but but that is the reason why and john var does you. not legislate for, for goalkeepers once to again i the the
1: benefit of, i benefit from your wisdom i didn't know that but just as a, you know a fan in the a daft fan in the, in the sound you think what the hell's going on here you know that should clearly have been retaken whoever was responsible it should have been, it should have been retaken um and you know I, you just left thinking, what the hell anymore?
0: And then we have the situation where Sterling, I think, reacted pretty quickly to be yeah. fair. He was out of the blocks pretty quickly. Um, we thought had maybe got to the ball and certainly from my position Obviously, behind the goal, where the City fans were, we were furthest away from the incident, so difficult to see. But just the way it looked as though it was, uh, looked as though it was a penalty, but, but clearly we uh, had a look again and much quicker this time decided that it, it wasn't. Your, your views on that, Paul? Well, I, as, as with you, Nigel, at the other end of the ground, But my instant thought was it was a
2: penalty. I've seen it subsequently on the television, and it still looked like that he, Laurie's <laughs> he, caught uh, Sterling. The only... Def- Fence from VAR saying it wasn't a penalty was perhaps Stilling had got the ball as well and the ball was on its way out of play Because, but you you just can't see and that's always a false argument in my mind because if he trips him up it's a penalty,
0: end of story but that's life and he didn't send him off uh, sorry, he didn't book it second well, booking. No, if, it, if, it, if he wasn't, then you could argue, and I think this is Spurs and, and Mourinho particularly's argument, was the fact that if it wasn't a penalty and he wasn't tripped, then he, by definition he dived second booking and therefore off. No, I disagree with that because what they could say is the
2: keeper touched the ball and Sterling. Mm-hmm. Therefore, if he touched the ball and Sterling, Sterling fell over because he
0: got touched and that's why he wasn't yellow carded. Any thoughts on VAR? Do you want to join in this debate on VAR? You've not been here for a few weeks. It's nice to see you again. Just this ridiculous situation we have now. You're moving your position at all?
3: No. Well, to be honest with you, I can't really remember what my position was before. (laughs) But what I I do think is it's a combination. The problem with VAR is not just VAR, and this is part of the problem. It's a combination of some of the law changes around handball and things like that. But even, even that seems to be being applied very inconsistently. VAR then gets blamed for that, but it's not really... Obviously, we're looking at it because VAR exists, but it's the application of the law when you're looking at v- the VAR. Uh, it's it's ridiculous. It's not fit for purpose currently. Exactly.
0: What about the Stirling, uh, f- um incident and the first one? Foul. The, the foul on Delhi Alley. Well... Um, some, some would argue that it was... Uh, It was read straight away. Um, Others would say, actually, Mr. Dean got that one right. He was on the spot, saw it for what it was. I use a
1: professional's phrase, I've seen them given. We've all seen them given. Uh, I was in line with that. Uh, It was hard to tell, even though I was in line with it. Um, I think we perhaps got away with one.
2: I think perhaps, as John said, sometimes there's a red card, sometimes there isn't. I've seen those given, and I've seen them, and it's not just Sterling. I've seen other tackles very, very similar where it's a yellow card as well. So he might have got away with it, but it was a 50-50 call by Dean.
1: Well, the argument was he was going for the ball. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was the, the defence of the referee, and who am I to argue?
0: And I think there's also the situation, you kind of show it in real time and then you show it slowed down. It doesn't happen slowed down and, it, and you get a, a distorted view, I think, of, of the incident. So when you see it real time, it was, a you know, okay, a badly timed tackle, but it was, there was no intent there, no, I don't think. I, don't and, think so. uh, I think he pushed the ball
2: a fraction too far and stretched to get back to the ball. That's what he did. And by doing so, Deli Ali was quicker to the ball and he caught him uh, on the shin. It was not deliberate, there's no doubt about
0: that. And they've kissed him made up. They did, they did. (laughs) Can I just talk about Spurs for a bit as well then, Paul? I I don't want to, but listen, they've beaten us (laughs) 2-0 here at a game that we dominated and you gave us some stats before about how many shots they had, but they did score two goals and we've talked about the fact that we can't score and we're struggling. Let's just talk defensively for a second. We have had issues as we know and Laporte is still out which I'm slightly concerned about I have to say he only played 70 odd minutes and he, and he hasn't played since and he's I believe he might be back for the West Ham game at the weekend but that's not guaranteed so we've still got issues there your your ch- thoughts then Paul just about these letting goals in as John rightly said it happened in midweek we'll come on to that game uh, at, at the Etihad had against Stretford, but your thoughts about Few shots, but lots of goals, and and, and what the issues are around that.
2: Ideally, you don't want to concede a goal. That speaks to saying the obvious. But Pep's approach is, we will outscore the opposition. Simple as that. I think I text this to people on the podcast. We build from the front. Other teams, such as Liverpool uh, uh, and lots of other teams, build from the back. Pep's approach is we will outscore you. You might score one, you might even score two, but most games we'll score three or four, so it doesn't really matter if we concede one or two. And even you know, the midweek game and the Tottenham game on Sunday, we should have won both because we should have scored three or four goals. And therefore, we wouldn't be talking about an in inept defence conceding two goals. We wouldn't care
1: it's the first time in 4 years we haven't scored in two consecutive games
2: it's uh, so that that's the issue pep is not going to change yes we probably need to change in the summer to get a couple of new a few new players but effectively he will still look at us outscoring the opposition in 99% of games
0: it's interesting. We asked on Twitter, as we always do, and we're at City podcast for any, any thoughts or questions or reflections. And we had quite a reaction from a number of people, Arthur Jones, our good friend Ray from City Fan TV, um, uh, Jonathan Burnell, etc. So, so very similar questions which I'm asking all come from these guys. And, and talking of Pep, some people have said, is, is he above criticism? Clearly, we have won everything that we need to in the last couple of years. We're playing the sort of football that has just illuminated the Premier League. Um, he's will go down as a City legend. But actually, is he above criticism? Are we getting to the situation? John gave a very interesting stat. Is he starting to be open to that sort of criticism, Lisa? Of
3: course he's not above criticism. I mean, I never want him to leave, ever. But he's still... Should be criticised if he's getting things wrong. And I know that there is a, an element of what can he do when they've got he's set the team out, they've actually got lots of possession, had lots of chances, of just not converting them. As this has been a theme of the season, you have to ask what he's doing about why that's not happening as often as it should be. If you look overall at the number of chances we've created, and I know you talk about the 100 goals, 14 of those came in two games. Mm. So I think that has to be remembered as well. Occasionally, that happens to us. We score loads in one go. I'd rather we scored four against Watford and scored three yesterday. So, I, I, I think that he has to. Ha- there has to be some criticism. One, why is he persisting in playing Sterling again? We may never know the answer to that, but it looks like a bizarre decision. It He's, might be just to build his confidence. It also. might. It might be. But we need to score goals and win games. It's <laughs> not. It, it, it's. You wouldn't be that polite About any other situation If we weren't 22 points behind Liverpool You would be thinking Well I want to build his confidence But at the same time we need to win this match So I think Yeah he does There is some criticism that that should be levelled He's the manager at the end of the day And if the team aren't Doing exactly what they need to do, which is score goals, and the book stops with him ultimately. You're Um, a
0: a big Pep fan, I know. I'm
1: huge Pep fan, and let's not forget, you know, he's he's the most successful manager we've ever had and are ever likely to have. Let's be let's be honest about it. He's fantastic guy. He's changed the face of football in the UK, in my view. You know, no question about it. Mm Uh, I am told by people who reckon to know a few things about what goes on behind closed doors at Manchester City whether they do or they don't, I'm not sure. I'm told he won't take a telling. You know, he won't actually listen to criticism. Uh, he's determined to go the, his chosen route. Uh, that may or may not be the case. I don't know. That may may or may not be a, b- a bad thing. What the only thing I, I sort of began to question watching the game on on, on the weekend and as I watched the game at. Uh, that he had in midweek was i just wonder whether his constant rotation of players is having some effect and i i know he's got to keep them all happy you know and i i understand that and i know that there are, must be instances when he thinks that joe may be better than fred in a certain position because we're playing x and they're not the same as y and you know i ha i bow to his better judgment on that but he rotates so much i mean will come to the game but I just didn't understand why we played two right backs against Stratford United I mean just beggar belief to me and I'm not quite sure what we're going to do now as Zinchenko we may come to Zinchenko in a minute Now uh, was now Zinchenko's bound for the next game and we sold Angelina why I don't know I've got rid of not got sold him yet but moved him on uh, so the decisions like that which may not all of which may be down to Pep leave me somewhat confused uh, let me just reiterate i think he's a fantastic manager he seems a great guy the players clearly respect him and i think most of them love him so you know we should we should coco and what he's done for us is just unbelievable but it's it's a bit hard at the moment
0: criticism of pep paul you're willing to put your hat in the ring
2: i'm the same i mean he's done fantastic for the club but he does make some bizarre decisions yesterday after zinchenko was sent off why does Aguero, who was having a decent game yesterday with Harry harrowing down, chasing everything, trying to get into possession, had a couple of chances to hit the post, etc., etc. And it, why do you take Aguero off? I just don't understand it. When We've talked about Sterling, I know you might need to make a substitution to bring in a left back. Understood. But your leading scorer, when you're really threatening to score against Tottenham up until that point, just don't get it. So, yeah, there's a bit of criticism for him. It should really come out and say, this is the
0: reason I took Aguero off. Sinchenko sending off then which did kind of change the game if you like it was going to be an uphill battle once we went down to 10 men we were struggling to get the ball in the back of the net 10 men makes it more difficult no, no criticism of the referee to, to send the uh, two book of no. offences I think no he
3: didn't really give him much option did he
1: I mean Sinchenko who I'm a big fan of because let's not forget he's not really a left back he's converted to left back and in my view done very well he's a young kid you know was the victim of an appalling corner from Marius who gave the ball straight to Harry Winks now, it was an ill-thought-out challenge by Zinchenko, and it was a, it was a card, and he, he, he paid the price. He's apologised today, uh, and he said, yes, it's all down to me, I'm awfully sorry, apologise to the fans, apologise to the city. But this raises another question about corners, you know? I mean, somebody told me, I don't know if this is true or not, only 5% of corners result in a goal. Uh, if that's the case, why do we all get excited about corners? In City's case, it must be less than one percent. I've yet—I I cannot remember—and I'm, I'm someone listening to this program will, will tell me I'm wrong. I cannot remember the last time we scored. You Autumn can't. can't. You can I okay. But before that, I can't recall. Well, you know, you, you get my point. Yeah, oh, definitely. My, why can't we take? Why, you know, why can't we get past the first man on corners? Why can't we, you know, why? Why is it we're so bad? At, apparently, so bad at penalties. You know, we uh, down. I, I read today has taken nine so far. That's the first one he's missed. Aguero in against Tottenham, of course, in the Champions League missed one. has missed, I think, another one in in, in the league. Hazers has missed two. Um, Edison. You, well, Edison? Should, should we have a so being serious? Should well, we have a question, a, wasn't it, from well, one of the guys? It was.
0: Should we have a specific penalty? taker you well, we and do, I we we? remember Lee Won, pen. No, no, Lee won we pen. got a penalty and funny Lee stood up he was our
1: penalty taker and yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sure he missed one or two but he didn't miss many no, it was Aguero until it wasn't Aguero you know, they, I mean, Aguero was, our, I thought, our penalty taker. So why
0: can't he be again? Why, why don't we sort of get him... Uh, because he missed a couple. Practice. That's why he's yeah.
2: missed a couple. Therefore, they wanted to try other people. When he's not on the pitch, it was Jesus. He's now missed a couple. Uh, so they've given it to other players. Sterling took the one against uh, Wolves, didn't he? He took yeah. two against Wolves and missed them both. Yeah. Uh, we scored on the rebound on one, But effectively... I don't understand it because we've won. I think it's seven or eight penalty shootouts on the run as well. Yeah. So it's most bizarre.
3: I, I do think Gundogan is, the be, is our best penalty taker, but he isn't always on the pitch, and that's so that's why you need you need a plan. You need designated penalty takers in the, the way we play. If we've if we've established that there's something wrong with Aguero and Jesus, whatever it might be, when it comes to taking penalties, then you need you need to know who the who the actual one should be when Gundogan's on the pitch, it should be him. I'm going to forgive yesterday because uh, otherwise he he's very good at penalties. Well, perhaps it maybe worth it should be Anderson. Maybe give, You Edison.
1: know he's always going to be on the pitch, isn't he? Unless it's a, league, a cup game. Yeah. So the,
0: the difficulty with that, as we all know, is it gets saved and they break, and you, you haven't got a goalkeeper between the posts. So that that's probably the reason why your goalkeeper... Yeah. In a penalty shootout, fine, but in open play, yeah. you probably need your goalkeeper, sure. however good he is sort of back there, I suspect. But I know what you mean. I think uh, he could play in the back four, he could play in midfield, yeah. and he probably plays... He might put, score a few more as well, if yeah. we put him up top. <laughs> He's that versatile. Uh,
2: I don't know if these statistics are still valid, but it used to be about 78% of penalties were scored. I think we've scored about 22% of our penalties, the inverse this, this mm. season. We've hardly scored. I can't is remember. Is that a made-up
0: stat, or is that a... No, the, sem-
2: the 78% I'm is, is the right. 22 is, but, up, 22 is made up. 22 is made up. I can't remember exactly, but I can't recall how many we did. I just did it two. But, but to,
3: the 78% to, makes sense because yeah. scoring a penalty is much much more about the penalty taker than it is about the goalkeeper. Bec- because most saves made by goalkeepers are made because the penalty taker has taken it poorly. It's yeah. not about the goalkeeper's technique, it's about the taker's technique. So and that I th- doesn't surprise me.
2: And I'll give you the statistics on corners as oh, well from a couple of years go on, ago. We were the worst ones, uh, I've not seen them for this season, 1.67% oh. of, our penalty, of our corners were scored two seasons ago. I don't think it's any better this season at all. And the average is somewhere between 3 and 4%.
1: Oh, it wasn't far. I said far. So no, no,
2: it's about three point yeah. something percent. Yeah. And another reason we don't score from corners, though, is we shouldn't really be hitting it into the box. We've only got a couple of tall players, yeah. so it's a bit of a waste of time when you're coming up against massive defensive players. Uh, so we're not going to score many goals from corners, so why bother just pumping it into the box? Um, so that's another.
0: Questionable point. Before we break, I was talking about Pep and I just want to ask one more question about Pep before we take a break and, and then talk about the threat for game and, and look forward to maybe <laughs> how we're going to cope against Real Madrid playing the way we're playing. That would be interesting. Uh, let's just talk about Pep finally and in terms of extending his contract. It, does this wobble, this kind of situation we're enjoying this last couple of, day, the couple of games, does that impact? Do you think he's going to extend his contract? Is that going to impact on any contract discussions? Do you think it's going to impact at all?
3: I, Like I said, I want him to stay forever, so I would definitely give him another contra- uh, an extended contract. But I think he's starting to get a bit... He's starting to get a bit over- overexcited in the wrong way in front of the media, and I don't know whether that's maybe playing on his mind a bit, whether he may have had enough of that.
0: And his cough's come back. That rather <laughs> sort of... Nervous, kind of.
2: He's, uh, he's always ill at
3: this time of year. He seems to be he? constantly full of a cold.
2: He's okay. agitated because we're not getting the results, I think. But you shouldn't judge him on the two games. We've got to judge him over the season. But well, what about, about the contract, the the contract? talks? So. Well, I think that should be judged the, the, later on in the season. If we if we progress, we're at the League Cup final. We're still in the other two Cup competitions. We're going to finish in the top four in the Premier League. You're not going to win the Premier League every season. Liverpool are having an exceptional season by the number of points they're getting. No team on earth would keep keep up with them therefore it's just one of those seasons yes we do need to change a few things so it's up to, up to Pep and the hierarchy to, to work it out
1: I'd keep him I'd keep him forever like, like Lisa uh, and, uh, and he's keep there him. until the end of next season and he says he's going to stay and I'm sure he's going to stay and I would happen, you know, be delighted if he safe for another five years quite frankly I don't think he will uh, so
0: what do you th- i mean obviously that's your personal view and i think we all understand that john i think we probably all agree with you uh, what do you think is going to actually happen and, and again this is all speculative we don't know of course but do you think because of what's gone on there's been a bit of a wobble and maybe he's starting to think well actually i've done it I've, I've, i I've,
1: my guess is he won't want to leave on a low okay. and, and this is you know a sort of low I, mean, I think we'll win the fa cup i don't think we'll win the, the, the champions league but we'll come to that in a bit but he won't want to leave on what's perceived as a and if season he want to leave on a, on a high he'll do another year and then he'll go
0: all right well listen we're going to talk about another cup final another carabao <laughs> cup final or another league cup final look forward to real madrid and we'll do that all after this welcome back amongst all this doom and gloom we have got another cup final to look forward to. The Carabao Cup is ours. The League Cup is ours, John. Yes. And it's interesting, isn't it? We sort of went into that game with a 3-1 lead. Should have been 3-0. Shame it was. Uh, had a slight tinge to it with that late goal. But uh, we wouldn't have lined up, I don't believe, the way we did. I don't think we'd have the side we would have had if it was 0-0. And people are talking about the fact we lost. I don't think we did. We, we lost that tie, but in terms of the, the, the match and the game, we won.
1: Well, we did, but it was a disappointing night for, you know, for, for the 50-odd thousand fans who, who turned up there in that sense because we never liked losing to United, do we? And quite right that we don't like losing to United. And we did lose at the end of the day, and it was just like it was at Spurs. It was frustration all the way along the line. I said a little bit earlier... I really did not understand why Pep put Cancelo at left back when he's a right back uh, and Inchenko was available as far as anything he was even on the bench, wasn't he? Uh, that was a very odd decision. It wasn't disastrous. I had not it, hadn't, it was any sort of ma- major repercussions. But it's just another example of what's going on here. Having said all that, he's done things in the past which I've, sort of, I've said to myself, what's going on here? Like, for example, the last game of the season last year at Brighton. I thought, why is he playing Mars? Because Mahers may have been indifferent to put it, Mars won us the game. So who am I? To but basically, yeah, I, I thought that was disappointing.
0: D- just talking about the, the, the line-up at the back, so just to remind everybody, so we had Walker, Cancello and Otamendi as a back three. And then we had kind of Rodri who sort of, Came and joined the, the, them to make a back four in certain situations, but also kind of went forward into midfield. It was a, I don't know how best to describe it, but that's how I saw it. He was sometimes in the back four and sometimes we played as a back three, which I've not kind of seen before and it just didn't seem to work. Is that, is that fair or do you, do you, did you see it differently?
2: We'll come back on to Pep and he, loves, he just loves to try different things for some reason. I, I don't understand why he try, tries these things. Maybe he thought 3 1 up, I can try these things because we're not going to lose the tie. And at the end of the day, we lost the battle but won the war, so it doesn't really matter. I don't understand why he messes around. And as John said a few minutes ago, we need to perhaps just get a stabilised team that plays week in, week out. And have certain players say, sorry, but at the
0: moment, you're on the bench. But is that fair? It's back with John said, also keeping the players happy. When you're in four tournaments and you're playing twice a week... In this day and age, the pace of the game, even with all the fitness stuff, you can't play the same 11. It's not like 1970. But, but don't change
2: it so much. There's no need to change it so much uh, as he seems to do that every other game, it's a, uh, not quite a different 11, but it's a different five or six changes. Uh, and I'd be one to give Garcia now again th- this weekend. I know we're not talking about West Ham yet, but we'll we'll, we'll come on to that. He needs to get a, a chance in the team against, and let's be honest about it, against a weaker opposition. And if West Ham aren't a
0: weaker opposition at the moment, I don't know who is. Lisa, your thoughts on uh, on this Stretford game and and the, yeah, this is Paul's right. We're we're in another final. We should celebrate that. But but as John says, disappointing night. Yeah,
3: it is disappointing, and I, and yes, we should celebrate it, but you know, we, we have got another final and I'd like to win it. And if we keep going on like this, I know people will be, oh, it's only Villa. Well, I'm sorry. That's the at- kind of attitude that gets you to not win games. Just a bit like a few weeks ago when I was on, I think it was just before we played Crystal Palace and we were all saying, well, we should beat Palace and me being my usual self said, yes, well, we should be. But if that's what we think, we might not. And I, you know, it, it was very similar to the Spurs game. There was some... Unbelievably ridiculous decision making, particularly David Silver, God knows what he was doing. I was just, I was so shocked by it. It took me a good few minutes to actually realise what I'd see. I just couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I was I, actually, who was that? That can't have been Silver, surely. I, and so to say, yes, he puts, made some weird decisions, plays Cancelo and Walker and Wise and Zinchenko on the bench but it didn't actually look like it was going too badly of course until we don't score
1: we could have, we should have had five yeah at, well, l- at least to be honest i mean S- sterling missed three uh david missed one i mean we yeah. had uh, two disallowed as well yeah
3: i, I think the the, the oh, yeah, biggest problem a bit of bad luck. the biggest problem from that tie was the first half of the first leg. it should have been 5-0 at half time yeah. and then I would be far less bothered by losing 1-0 at home. But it ended up being 1-0 right to the end, quite frankly, shitting myself that we were going to concede but another it should have one been five right in, the last it minute. should have
1: been 5-0 in, in the league game as well. Yeah, that's it, it's exactly true. the same story. I mean, yeah. it's not as though this is just suddenly happening. No. This, this is, has been happening on and off since about, well, October? Yeah.
3: I think it's all the way through yeah so well that's when we uh, October was yeah. when we um, lost to Wolves at home so yeah probably
0: yeah. I think I know the problem okay. you will, you, it doesn't work well on the podcast but you will notice I'm wearing my new 125th yes. anniversary shirt which Very I precious. absolutely love it was a birthday present from my family a couple of weeks ago and I wore it twice for the Stretford game at the Etihad and at Spurs on the Sunday. Burn it. So
1: oh. I've worn it twice and we've lost twice. Thoughts, please. Is it well, to be worn I, again again? Was, should I just <laughs> keep wearing it? I'm, we I'm considering burning my lucky sky blue socks because uh, for the last two games they have been seriously unlucky uh, and their futures in question, likewise. Okay. Yeah. So we've got to burn it. So yeah, it well socks, this, this
0: is a present for the
1: mm-hmm. it's beautiful. I,
2: but here's, here's a one, Nigel. You can wear it. If you're going for the West Ham game on Sunday, that's fine. If we
0: lose that one, it's got to be burnt. (laughs) Okay. Let's let's talk about some other bits. Uh, Let us know what you think. Uh, Burn the shirt. Uh, We're at City Podcast, of course. Let us know what you think I should do with my shirt. Uh, Transfer window. Uh, Not a huge amount of activity other than an area where we got Mendy injured and we got Sinchenko now banned for Mm. being sent off. (laughs) We,
1: We let Angelino off. To parts foreign. Well, this is bizarre, isn't it? I mean, th- this is a lad we had, we let go, bought back, and now after a few months back, we f- we're, we're about to flog him again. Uh, and he's gone. on t- uh, uh, Leipzig. Uh, well, not, uh, what's the name? Yeah. Yeah, of the name? R- L- R- Le- Leipzig. Leipzig. I mispronounced yeah. it. Leipzig. I know. On loan for now with a view to ban it. And, they sh- and they're saying, well, we could make a lot of money out of this. They don't need the money. What, what's all that about? I thought he played rather. I know it was against Fulham, but I thought he played very well against Fulham, you know? is proud there so why have we let him go
2: I think he's a player that can play against weaker teams I don't quite think he's up to the standard that we need at left back I think it's unlucky well not unlucky Zinchenko got himself sent off Mendy's injured we don't need more than two left backs really and that's the reason I think was the logic why,
1: behind- why, why get him in the first place
2: it's, that was a bizarre decision as well. I couldn't quite work it out. But the rumour is, is, is 25 million is the option to buy him for, yeah. for, for Leipzig. We bought him for six because we got a discount because he was uh, a 25% off mm. the the price because he was on our books originally. Mm. But the buyout clause is 25 million. I can't remember if it's euros or pounds. It doesn't really matter. Same thing, really. Same thing, more or less, <laughs> nowadays. Um, so, uh, yeah, it'll be a great piece of business, to be honest, to get 25 million for Angelina would be good business uh, whether we need the money or not I don't know and what is Mendy still injured is
0: he due back know. Do I've you given we know Mendy I have a bit as uh, well as Lisa, she, 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 she's she been with Mendy fan. the Mendy
2: I'm... fan club yeah <laughs> I do
3: <just>, I... <laughs> <laughs> I, I would really love for one transfer window to not go i think we need a left back uh, <laughs> it's left not back. going to happen for a while is it we need a left back <laughs> it's ridiculous we do I, I think we, we clearly can't rely on mendy whatever is going on there we, we can't, can't rely on his availability
0: before we talk about west ham this weekend i mentioned the champions league and i just thought while well, it's fresh in our minds it's still a couple of weeks away but uh, real madrid oh. Manchester City, Paul, against Real Madrid. Your thoughts and reflections. It's the away leg first, I think, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It is. Um, so that's going to be a, a challenge, isn't it? At the moment, the way we play. Well, y-
2: yes, it will be a challenge. But if we take our ch- if we create and score our chances, it should be okay. The problem will be putting the. I don't know how many chances we'll create against Real Madrid. Probably not as many as we did against Stretford and as against Tottenham. But if we create two or three good chances, we've got to be clinical and bury them. If we do that and get one stroke, two away goals, I'll be very, very happy. If we lose 3 0, something like that, it's goodbye.
0: Lisa, this is uh, people talk about the fact that the Carabao Cup's probably not going to be enough, is it, for this uh, team that's been put together? Uh, to win the Champions League. There'll be uh, a lot of pressure on Pep to to progress and and maybe even win it this year with the league gone.
3: I think there will be a lot of pressure on him. The Carabao Cup, well, let's hope we get it because it might be all we get. Um, Yes, it doesn't seem like it's enough, but it's better than nothing. Um, I'm going to say something really unpopular. I think Liverpool are more likely to win the Champions League than we are. They'll win the league and the Champions League.
1: Is she allowed to say that, John? Of course, she's allowed to say it, yes. And you know, I'm 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 sitting here, been here now for the last thirty-five, forty minutes, thinking. You're coming across as really negative, John. I am. And, and it's not good uh, because I've, you know, it's a fabulous team. We've got, we've got a fantastic manager. We've got some really talented players, but like everyone else, I'm just frustrated by this. Really, I'm bemused more than anything else by this. I just don't understand what's going on. And to face the prospect of Real Madrid in, in Spain, who've only lost one game, top of the league La Liga. They've only lost one game so far this season is a bit worrying, frankly. Um, brilliant if we can get a nil in draw even better if we can score a goal but i'm not that optimistic
3: i think i think what's most frustrating about it and i know everyone thinks i'm negative i prefer to think of it as realistic is is that we are capable of so much better than we are showing at the moment mm. that's what's frustrating if we were just not good enough okay we're just not good enough but i don't believe that's no, true
1: exactly Exactly. And
3: so, you know, we have amazing players. We have w- the best manager. I never want him to go. I don't want half the players to ever leave or grow older. But, but yeah, I'm fairly terrified about Real Madrid. But let's hope, I, I think it was the last time we played them, let's hope we actually turn up this time um, when we go to play them away.
2: There's one thing we have to avoid, playing Rodri and Gundogan in the same team. The record there is 53% wins. When only one of them plays, it's 70 to or 76%. I don't understand why he doesn't look at that statistic. Why do you think that is? I think it's the style of play, because Rodri tends to sit as the defensive midfield player and Gundogan more as a number eight. And I think Gundogan can function very well as a defensive midfield player, breaking play up and reading mm. and getting the passes forward sometimes. I don't think as a two together they can play with well, each other. Well, hopefully
1: Fernandinho will be fit by then. Well, you you mean Laporte for so that
2: Fernandinho can move
1: back into midfield? No, exactly. Yeah. I, I, I think he'll yeah. play La, at well, the Fernandinho's moment. Well, Fernandinho injured as well. I mean, that's so. I mean, I think Fernandinho. I mean, he's done a fantastic job as in central defence. But he's at the, the moment,
3: he will play Laporte and Fernandinho. Yeah. He'll play them as defenders. If he the, won't if, if they're both fit. Yeah, if they're both fit, that will be. So yeah. you you're not going to solve this midfield issue. Like having Fernandinho back in midfield because I don't think he'll go for that option.
0: But it takes us back to the whole thing of Pep sort of trying different things and, 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 and you know, we haven't had this settled 11. No. And, and, but, and,
3: but that's another reason to be giving Garcia more game time because once Laporte is properly fit, then he's in a better position to say, right, well, play Laporte with Garcia and... I can put Fernandinho back in midfield. But
0: he seems to want to play Otamendi, doesn't he? More than He seems to trust uh, Otamendi. And, and more than, more than John Stones. Uh, uh, um, we didn't oh, even Stone, travel at the weekend. John Stones is out of the picture completely. But, yeah. but in uh, Lisa's talking about Garcia. Mm. He seems to prefer Otamendi to Garcia, which I'm not sure why. I'm not sure if I would prefer him
1: at this stage. I, I think, think it's he, experience, isn't it? I mean I yeah, think that's probably for, all for, first, He doesn't like sorry. playing
0: youth.
2: That's one criticism. level yeah. of criticism at Pep now. He doesn't like playing youth as much as he should
0: do. Garcia and Foden should be playing much more regularly than they are. All right. Will they play at the weekend? Let's look forward to the weekend. The visit of the Amers, West Ham United to the Etihad, 4.30 Sunday. They are struggling. They are potentially going down. They
3: should be looking forward to a trip to the Etihad then. (laughs) (laughs) What I mean crystal, mean, crystal Palace can't win a game in six. I know they didn't beat us, but they come to the Etihad and, you know, yeah, have a point.
0: So you're going for three points <laughs> to the Hammers, or you least for the weekend?
3: If if we approach it with the wrong attitude, then, yeah, why not? I mean, they can, they can score goals, occasionally, and we all know that if we don't score... We, I still think, I've said all this season, we need a two-goal lead for me to feel remotely comfortable. So, let's... Well, probably three. Um, I... I think that, again, it's exactly the same thing I said against Crystal Palace. Of course we should beat West Ham. But nothing is a given.
0: I think we're going to get reaction, aren't we, Paul? Two disappointing results. I think he'll sort them out. West Ham are struggling. They won't want to come to the Etihad. I think we're going to dominate and we're going to roll them over. It's going to be a 4-5 or 6 in my view. It could go one of two ways. The, the bad news is, of course, this is the third Stretford
2: manager we'll have played in consecutive games now because we're playing Solskjaer, Mourinho and Moyes. So <laughs> that, that's a little bit of fun for you. Um, we'll either lose 1-0 or we'll roll them over 6-0. That's my prediction. John, I've wishing all, you... have almost
1: given give, give up trying to predict anything these <laughs> days, actually, but it ought to be a stroll in the park. It really ought to be. Uh, and, you know, i, I sympathies for Paul Pavel Zavleto I'm sure get a fantastic welcome as, as he richly deserves but yeah it should be easy peasy but then so, so should Crystal Palace have been easy peasy so should Newcastle United have been easy peasy uh, and they weren't um, yeah let's be positive let's say we hope that the events of this last weekend are a watershed the 45 minutes Pep spent with them in the dressing room after the game uh, has done the trick we now know what we're at we're and we've got more players you know first choice players available let's hope we go out and hammer the hammers
0: and let's just remember and remind ourselves we do hold all four domestic trophies exactly we are going to finish in the top four in the premier league we're going to win the carabao cup we could win the champions league uh, and we've still got the fa cup to look forward and we're to. a
1: great club with great fans Oh man! yeah
0: yeah
2: I think that's a good point to end on,
1: isn't
0: it, Nigel? It is, and that's why we're doing it. And (laughs) a huge thanks to my three guests, to John Stapleton, to Lisa Rubinovitz, and to Paul Denby. This is Nigel Rothman saying thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you all very soon. This is the Playback Media Production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk Sports Social
3: Podcast Network.